from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So Gilio does what he tends to do every so often. Uh, piss off fans. Although you have a tendency to piss off North Carolina fans more than any other fan base. There's a predisposition there, yes. There's You have a gift. I don't know if that's one of them, but... No, no that, that's a gift. You, you know the exact way to bother North Carolina fans in a way that I'm not even sure I'm capable of doing. Do you have a theory as to why that is, Joe? <laughs> I do, but I'll share that with, that with you at a later date. Yes. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That will be a shot of Joe to go one day. All right. Yeah. All right. I think I think it I requires know. a lot of ego. A lot. What do you mean a lot of ego? It requires a lot of ego. Your ego? Yes. That's saying something. I know. That's impressive. That it requires I... more ego than you currently have? Correct. Wow. Correct. Okay. How do you quantify that? Um, by like Joe said, that the hate. Okay. Got yeah. it. All right. So on Saturday, after what had happened between Leaky Black and Terquavion Smith. We all know what happened. We all saw it. Everybody's good, so we can all kind of look back on it a little more level-headed. It's fine. You tweeted out a photo of Ethan Raggy. For those who do not know who Ethan Raggy is, he was a player for Creighton, and he is most associated with North Carolina fans as the guy who ruined their championship window what was it 2012? 2012. When yeah. they had Kendall Marshall, John Henson, who else was on that squad? Oh, Harry Barnes. Ha- that's right, Harrison Barnes. So this was a, this was a team that legitimately had a chance at winning a title, but injuries got the best of them. Uh, John Henson was already hurt going into that game, and and their matchup against Creighton. Uh, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here when I say Creighton was certainly I don't want to say targeting John Henson. But they weren't really all that concerned if it aggravated his own injuries, right? And then Ethan Raggy was the one. There was a wink at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't remember any See, of the reaction the or the circumstance. That's the problem. That's Here, the problem. Yeah. So to finish up the context of who yeah. Ethan Raggy is, Raggy was a guy who came down hard on an already physical chippy game, came down hard on Kendall Marshall, and busted his wrist, and that was well, pretty it much was a, it. It was a foul. Marshall was going to the basket. Yeah. That's the thing that's been misremembered in all of this. Mm-hmm. And that's all I did was I looked, I went back and looked at the foul. I didn't look at the whole context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would absolutely be a dog whistle to so, Carolina fans. So you tweet out this, you didn't know it would be a dog whistle? Not in, to not to the extent. Wow. Not to this okay. extent, no. Okay, so this, what, you were covering state in 2012, right? I was, the game was in Greensboro. But you so I wasn't there. there. We were all in St. Louis, I though, when, when uh, so Stillman White had a play point. So you guard. tweet out the photo uh, when Jaquavion Smith gets hurt, and why again? Why? 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 Because in my head, the foul, whether it was it, it was not directed at Leaky in terms of it's similar to Raggy, except in this sense, if Smith was hurt, if he had broken his wrist or broken his elbow, which it appeared to. There, there appeared to be a break there, if you will. Yeah. And in my opinion, NC State's season would be over. Okay. Just as the same way when Kendall Marshall broke a bone in his hand, their Carolina season was over. Gotcha. You know, on Twitter, there's not a lot of room for nuance, right? There is not. And again, in all <laughs> sincerity, I did not realize the wink 
and the reaction of Creighton's bench, apparently, yeah. and the players were almost celebrating uh-huh. that Marshall had, you know, I, I don't I don't remember any of that portion okay. of it in Got all it. sincerity. Got it. To me, it was a straight line comparison, which I did on the Shout Out Joe to Go, mm-hmm. which you can catch on our YouTube page. It was basically, hey, just like 2012, if Smith's hurt, state season's over. Okay. Got it. And look, this is coming from somebody who will send a risky tweet out every so often. Like, I know what I'm getting myself into, so I didn't realize, you know, whether you knew all no. the things. That's why I was curious. No, but also, there's also the other part of it is how much Carolina fans love Leaky Black. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, Leaky Black is falls in the line of a guy who you didn't expect to be here a long time, right? In a lot of ways, well, you got the COVID year. You get the COVID year, right? But what I'm getting at is, it's almost it's almost like the 16, 17 season where there was a core group of guys that stuck around with Roy sure. Williams, and Leaky Black is like one of the last pieces of that. By the way, I will I will say this though, in my defense, if Smith had broken his wrist or mm-hmm. broken his elbow, state fans would look at Leaky Black the same way yeah. that Carolina fans look at Ethan Raggy. yeah, because of it's the end of the season. I would have gone more Gerald Henderson. But Gerald Henderson, in my opinion, actually blatantly elbowed this is Tyler Hansbrough. No, that, when you fair. actually go back and look at the raggy foul, it's a hard foul, but fair. it's not it's not what Carolina fans remember it to be. So you tweet that out, I texted you, bro. Like, do you hate your timeline? Correct. Like you're setting fire to your timeline. I, What's I wrong did. with you? I did. I'm sure I wasn't the only person who texted you, by the way, after you tweeted that out. Well, I had two Carolina fans just be like, I don't know why Carolina fans hate you the way that they do, but it is truly it's, off the charts. It's intense. Yeah. So, like, one guy posted a photo of your house. Well, yeah, let's not talk about that because there is some legal action that we're going through right now for that part. Yeah, of it. There's I, a serious part of this, of course. I, but I reported there's a, that tweet. There's a non-serious part of it. So we let's just do okay. the non-serious part. Okay, or uh, the sentient seafood shack. That uh, also tweeted yeah. at you too. Well, that'll be the kicker in this little okay, exercise okay. here. So we had uh, we had Julie uh, back in the sales area read some. Julie is a Carolina fan. She's a Carolina fan. Yeah. Uh, some some mean tweets. Here they are. Literally, shut up. It's absolutely baffling to me. Someone thought giving you a radio show was a good idea. Mm, yeah. Bless your heart, giggles. Well, we know what that means. Desperate appeal for relevance. Sad. Grow up. <laughs> Clown, be better. Clown was popular. This but... is why nobody likes you. Jillio is definitely full of. <laughs> nice shout out. What a. B- oh. Hold that L, bag. <laughs> you are trash, Joe. Dude, don't be a piece of human garbage. Ouch, it was a picture. Seriously, go f- yourself, Joe. Whoa, wow. F- you, Jillio. Whoa. When you die alone, crying, wondering where everyone is, remember this tweet. That was the money shot that, from the yeah. Baltimore Seafood Company. Yeah, that was from the, the sentient crab shack. Yeah. Uh, who's come after me for like out of nowhere? Like, I, I don't even tweet at that yeah. crab shack, and they just came after when me. When you die back. alone. You you tweeted. Him. I, I would love to explain to like that guy's wife. Well, why? What did what did he do? Well, you see, he tweeted this picture of a player. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, did he like curse at you? Did nope. he like make fun of you? Did he nope. say something about me? Nope. No, it was just a picture of a player. Oh, and you want him to die al- <laughs> alone, sir? Oh, this is a crab house. Like that's big, sir. This is an Arby's energy coming from that place, man. But whatever, whatever.
Um, Clown was very popular, yes. And the other one that was completely beeped out <laughs> that was related to cats, I yes. See. Also very popular. I see, I see. Are you going to do it again? Not Ethan Raggy, no. You're going to find a new way to go about it? No, I. Th- that's also the thing. I wasn't, again, underestimated the venom towards Ethan Raggy. Okay. Okay. You got to try to understand, like, North Carolina's, Roy Williams won three national championships, Mm -hmm. okay? If I were a fan of North Carolina, I would probably be still have a little bit of afterglow, if you will, Mm -hmm. from some of those titles. No, but you want to win more. Yeah, but I also didn't realize, like, how much also they hate Kentucky, Mm -hmm. so they refuse to kind of acknowledge that they weren't going to beat Anthony Davis in that team in 2012 anyway. You don't know. Sure. (laughs) You You don't know? Crazy things can happen. No, nobody thought that Carolina could go to the finals last year. It's true. You know, it's crazy true. things happen. Um, you know what my favorite part about all of that was over the weekend and cool. into Sunday, into a little bit Monday, yeah. because the Twitter algorithm has changed now. Like the worst thing that's happened to that app is you get that stupid for you tab, yeah, which now feeds your sugary junk food into timelines that they don't belong. Like I've seen an uptick in people who don't follow me responding to things, which tells me. Ah, the Elon algorithm is working. It's feeding you stuff to make you mad. Got it. My favorite part were the people who either tweeted at me or emailed me. Oh, why did you like, like come and scold me? Right, like how can you gonna, you gonna let your co-host do? I'm not his dad. Okay, it was like big go to your room mm-hmm. vibes coming from some people. And this triggered me because this, again, is another example where suddenly I find myself being the good cop. And this, I don't know what to do in these Mostly, situations. yes. I don't know what to do in these All situations. But every time we interact with Chris yeah, Beard. Yeah, if we talk so. to Chris Beard, then I'm the bad cop. But the point is that in a weird sort of flip, in the, since we've been doing the show, I've suddenly found myself being the good cop more often than not. And I don't like it. I don't like it. That's not my brand, Joe. So I got people coming at me saying, like, oh, man, how can Joe do that? What are you going to say to him? I'm like... He's a grown-ass man. If you got a problem with what Gilio said, you take it up with Gilio, okay? Because this used to bother me all the time. Back when Gold and I would do the show, I'm not going to name names, but I know people at universities that would text Gold issues with me. You got my number? You got my email? If you got a problem with what I said, hit me up. Or when you see me in the press room, talk to me about it. Because you know who doesn't go to the press room anymore in college? Gold! And I'm not saying it's a knock. Gold, you can find him in the hockey press room, all right? You got a problem with me? Take it with me. He ain't my dad. But it was funny. He's like, oh, yeah, they wanted me to like tell you like blah, 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 blah. I'm like, tell them to talk to me. So I'm getting this. I'm like, oh, God. Am I gold now? That's gross. You are trash, Joe. Yeah, now I feel like trash. Gross. Don't make me feel like that again, people. I hate feeling like that. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. And we're on YouTube as well, very close to 2,000 subscribers, which is nice. I mean, look, it's not overwhelming numbers like some other outlets. It's all good, but some other outlets don't have a radio show every day either. 17 away. 
17 away. That's it. Not too shabby. 17. Let's do it. We should Come get on. that by the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm confident about that. I like I just like round numbers. So if we can get to 2,000, I'll stop bugging you for a while. I'll remind you that we're on YouTube, but I'll stop bugging you about making love to the subscribe button. Spooning it. Yes. Little spoon this time. Well, what are you looking at? Do you prefer to be the big spoon or the little spoon, Joe? I don't know how we got to from smash to lovemaking, but... Well, sometimes you do want to smash. Sometimes it's a little bit more... Can I, can I just click on the button? Sensual. Can I just click on it and subscribe? Yeah, but that's not exciting. It's transactionary. Some, no, who wants that? No. Can I, give, that? Can I give you a, a card with a coupon that says <laughs> I will subscribe <laughs> no. later? Absolutely not. And you not. can use at your choice? Absolutely not. It's like Absolutely a $1 Bose the, card. The, 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 that, no. I feel dirty now. <laughs> I feel dirty. Okay. I'm just asking. Unacceptable. I'm just Unacceptable. Asking. Uh, <laughs> speaking, speaking of transactional, I feel like Jim Gray found out just how transactional his relationship is with Tom Brady. So Brady does this podcast called originally enough let's go because that's like tom brady's thing let's go fine whatever <laughs> it's the same thing my 11 year old says but regardless and jim gray's doing his job and he asked tom brady about retirement are, are you gonna retire now or are you gonna play next season what's the deal here's here's the exchange Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only oh, the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. <laughs> What an ass. Okay. Just context there. Like, he's paid to be. Yes. That's a paid thing. Yes. So. Yes. Couple. It's there's... not like this is Jim Gray jumping, you know, Chad Curtis at the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, right? When he was asked about Pete Rose and then, remember that kerfuffle with the Giants? Yeah. And they, oh, we're not going to talk to you because you had, you know, you talked about Pete Rose. No, no, no. They, they're like. They, there's a tran speaking of transaction this is like literally trans they're on every Monday night yeah so I, I find I'm finding Tom Brady in this in the last 18 months to be very fake mm. and inauthentic oh you're just and I, now realizing I'm just that? saying I am saying it okay. now because I did think there was something to um the the first what 21 years of his career no He's but, al it's always these, been an act. These last 18 months have just been, they feel very self-performative if mm -hmm. I've learned things I am allowed to say on the radio and not what I would say <laughs> if you and I were just sitting back in the cubicle having a conversation. <laughs> Brady's been like this for a long time. Brady's always given you uh, the image that he wants to be like kind of like an everyman type of thing, but the high, behind the scenes, he's in, in look, here, here's the thing. Here's where I'm at with Tom Brady. If that's the response you have to a question that everybody has, without the realization you put yourself in that position, then you need to get the hell out. Does that sound like a guy who's having fun? Did in any way, shape, or form did last year look like he was having fun? Right. I, and yeah, at what I, cost? I can't 
I can't explain anything he's done since the end of last season. I can't. I can't. I can't rationalize any of it for him. Most people go through a midlife crisis and they'll go buy themselves a Harley Davidson. Okay. Or one of the more amusing uh, tweets that I'd seen recently, the aging Western man will go in two directions. You'll either start buying a bunch of vinyl or you will start getting into painting your own wargaming characters. Tom Brady decided to go through his mid-40s, midlife crisis of not being able to give up on football. Hey, man, at least this is where I'll give Aaron Rodgers more credit than Tom Brady for once. The one and only time, the one and only time that I will give Aaron Rodgers more credit than Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers went through his late 30s midlife crisis and decided, you know what, I'm going to take some psychoactive tea and go find myself out in the jungle with ayahuasca, man. Like, that is more understandable than what Tom Brady did this past season. Go away. Leave football. There is life after football. And you might find another purpose. You know what I would do with Tom Brady's money? I would play every golf course in the world that I ever wanted to play. Yeah, man. When you're that rich and you've done all these things, he probably already has played every golf course. That's the thing, man. I don't know, man. The, the prep to get ready for the season is is real. Meanwhile, Tom Brady is mad with the NFL Players Association. He was fined $16,000 for the cleats up slide on Malik Hooker in the third quarter of the Dallas Cowboys winner of the the Buccaneers. Again, this is just $16,000 in a fine. You talk about money. He's he's good for it. I don't think he has to worry about that sort of thing, right? So he, uh, he really, this was in the podcast. He said, I'm a little disappointed though because I tried to tackle Hooker with my right shoulder and missed him. And I wasn't going to try and stick my arm out, so I was trying to get him on the ground. I missed him completely. I didn't even hit him. I tried to trip him, but I didn't. So he admits he tried to trip him, but I didn't. So I don't know how you can get fined for something that didn't even happen. Are they finding an intention? It's like targeting. If you miss the person you hit, and or if you if you miss the person you hit, and they still call it targeting. So I got to figure out and understand why this is the case. This is why I wish. Our NFLPA was stronger. No. You got fined properly, dude. You tried to trip him. You said you admitted you admitted that you tried to trip him. And you're mad at the NFLPA for not doing a good enough job of getting a fine of $16,000 off the books? Nah, dude. It just sounds like an old man who's tired. And he probably needs to go. He needs to go retire. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Go home and be a family man, Tom. Because this football thing ain't going to end. I mean, it already ended badly for you this year. Is it you want it to end worse? Because that's what you're flirting with. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline from the ACC Network ESPN, it's Jordan Cornette with uh, with his old squad rolling through town today at PNC Arena, Notre Dame. Jordan, what's going on, man? Uh, J-O-J-G, it's going to be with both of you guys. I uh, made the joke several times when I've been on with Julio lately because it seems like he's the only one that ever wants to talk to me. Oh. Uh, but it's nice to be on with both of you. You know, you're yeah. two of my favorite guys in the biz. No, Jordan, this is what this. I think this is what happened. This is the, oh, crap, Ovias is gone again for some sort of travel <laughs> hockey tournament. 
Uh, I got to talk to my people. Uh, who always answers the text? Yeah. I know. I do this all the yeah. time. I do this all the yeah, time. That's me. I, I'm loyal to my guys. That's how I roll. <laughs> As I joked with you earlier today, when Jillio's out, Ryan McGee is likely to get a text from me uh, so we can well, talk yeah. Star Wars, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that whole thing, Jillio at least hits me and goes, hey, man, what are you up to on this day? Your text every time is hello, period, <laughs> or hi. It gets, it's like, it, what, is, what, what is this? It gets your attention, doesn't it? It does. All right. It see, does. it worked. It worked. All right. So <laughs> speaking of attention, uh, I think most people were a little. I think most people understood that things at Notre Dame have not been going in the right direction for Mike Bray. Were you surprised that it came out like, yeah, man, this is going to be it. This is going to be my last season uh, with the Irish. I, I'm surpri- I was surprised that it, that he announced it when he did. I, I knew it was going to be over. I knew this is the last year. Anybody who played for him knew this was it because they know but he's good at taking the temperature and having a pulse for vibe. I mean, he's the cool guy in the room. So he knows when to, to do the, uh, no pun intended, Irish goodbye and get out of it. <laughs> he knows when to sneak away. That's who he is. And so last year he was playing with house money. I mean, that team was not a very good team. They caught lightning in a bottle, went on a run, won a couple tournament games, one including a playing game. He even alluded to this at his retirement, uh, the, the retirement uh, official announcement press conference. He said, flying back from San Diego, I may have should have done it then. I should have retired, left on top. But there's a part of him that felt loyal to this group that had decided to come back. Guys that have walked a lot of minutes. Dean Goodwin, Nate Lashewski, Cormac Ryan. And he was thinking, you know, let's do this last dance thing. And he mentioned that last dance reference to the Chicago Bulls in the offseason this year, coming into the year, and said, I'm just going to see what happens, Jay. See what these guys do this year. You know, I've got J.J. Starling coming in. Let's do one last ride and see if we can maybe get to that Final Four that's eluded me. I mean, that's the expectations were this could be a really good ACC team and maybe they can do a little bit better than last year's run in March. And when that went South and after that Florida state game, and if you saw that press conference afterwards where he just kind of was ho-hum and said, you know, I, I spoiled these guys more than my own son, Kyle Bray. And I spoiled a lot of people around here. I said, Oh, he's about to, you know, make it official. I did not think it happened in the season. Uh, I thought he'd wait till after the year and they had a solidified secession plan in place now i can let you know for certain there isn't a a guy that's in waiting to take this job i can tell you for certain there's a group of guys high on that list i won't share those out of respect to both coach and the process but i was surprised it happened when it did jordan cornett acc network espn joining us here uh, number one cincinnati Bengals fan as well who day let's go yes sir we got certain tickets that are important to us here on this program um so what do you think now that you're making it, you're clearing a few things up for me because I haven't seen that Mike's actually going to retire. And I was actually reading on the athletic about, you know, Patrick Ewing is probably going to be over at Georgetown. We all know Mike's roots in the DC mm. area. He's mm. 63. Do you think he, obviously he's leaving Notre Dame. Do you think he's actually retiring or do you think, as you said, he reads what's going on with the room, understands where the program is, understands the program needs a new voice and there's a possibility that he continues to coach college basketball? Listen, uh, what did Chris Rock say? You're only as faithful as your options. That was like one of his favorite lines. I don't know if uh, faithful or loyalty plays here, but Coach Bray has a lot of options, and that's a pretty nice spot to be in. TV's clamoring for the guy. I mean, look, uh, ACC Network would fire me tomorrow if they could hire Coach Bray, and I'm sure a lot of people would be in that position if he wanted their jobs because he'd be so good there. TV's on the docket, obviously. 
retirement, at least for a year, is on the docket for okay. Coach. I know it's his son down there in Florida coaching college football. Kyle, he likes being around the grandkids. Him and his, his wife, Suzanne, get down there and enjoy just being out of the limelight. I would not check off any box about him coaching. He said this to me coming into the year, you know, he, he loves teaching the game. I mean, he loves that part of it. I, I just don't know if, look, Georgetown makes sense for a lot of reasons. I could see them being interested in him, but coaches also shared the idea of, you know, I don't have the energy I did when I was 40 years old to bring back a, a big program. Now it wasn't talking about Georgetown in particular. I mean, they had just locked up, Patrick Ewing for a little bit longer. Uh, I, I would be surprised if he goes the Georgetown route, but I also wouldn't speak on anything coach could do because a lot's on the table for him. I'm actually talking to him later on this week, so I would not speak for him and what he's going to do, but I'll get a lot more clarity there from him. Uh, but what I knew with Runway coming into this conversation with you guys is there's a lot on the table for him, and, and I would not rule out coaching. I don't, I don't think that'd be fair to do to a guy who's been as successful as he has. Jordan Cornett. ESPN ACC Network joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Elias. I'm Joe Giglio. All right. Notre Dame takes on NC State tonight in PNC Arena. NC State coming off of an interesting, eventful, I don't know else how else we would like to describe it, uh, competitive loss to North Carolina, but ultimately still a loss. From your view at the ACC Network, what do you think of the Wolfpack this season, and, and are they an NCAA tournament team in your opinion? Uh, of course, I, I I actually say, of course, they are. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, we'll wait and see. And I think part of that's just because of the nature of uh, how luck has been on the other side of things when it comes to NC State and athletics. But that being said, I, I feel really good about this team. I just texted with Coach Keats yesterday. I said, Coach, we just say you guys are good. Like, it, it's okay to admit it. Like, and it was kind of coming off that little back and forth, Jillio, you had with him. I was, he's like, no, I'm not saying that yet because he knows – he wants these guys to keep their heads down, and I respect that in him. Uh, look, if Quavion Smith plays that, that down the stretch in that game, maybe it's a win for NC State. I mean, this team is either competitive in games or they're winning games. I mean, they have a penchant for scoring a ball. They turn you over. I love the fact that D.J. Burns is a legitimate guy that can slow things down when they get turbulent, a guy who can score with his back to the basket. That's a presence and a dynamic that Keats has never had there at NC State. This guy's legitimate down low and a fan favorite for a lot of reasons. Look, I, I think they're going to stack enough wins here down the stretch. Uh, I think their schedule is maybe a middle-of-the-pack schedule in mm -hmm. terms of toughness remaining, uh, and I like them in a majority of those games. So, yeah, I think this team is a fun one to watch because of how they play. Terquavion's back tonight, right? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't heard anything official yet. Um, I, I would imagine they're favored uh, heavily in this game, deservedly mm -hmm. so. Uh, and especially Smith in the lineup. But I think that's the biggest thing, just to see you know, Smith back in the lineup, and, and hopefully that injury has no lingering effects. But I like this team a lot. Jordan Cornett, ACC Network, ESPN, joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. All right, uh, not that you guys spend a lot of time talking about officiating on the, on the network, but we have had some interesting instances here the last couple of days. Uh, you, know, you mentioned Terquavion Smith. I didn't agree... I didn't agree with the ejection of Leaky Black, I. but I understand why it happened. Um, but then we get last night <laughs> where, I mean, Kyle Filipowski was still hitting the throat. Um, I mean, come on. You think they should have blown the whistle? I, they reviewed it. They probably should have put him. I mean, not blown the, the whistle because they reviewed it. You, yeah, they reviewed they it. I think, been... I think after the fact, you know, it's, it's a classic case of, like, you still hit the dude in the throat. You know, like in, the, in that moment, you can't do that. In, uh, in that moment, logic, I do believe, has to take over. There's clearly no intent. I yeah. know you can go, well, 
somebody was hit and he did end up throwing up on it. I get all that. The optics of it obviously looked bad in the yeah. moment, but clearly he wasn't swinging on a guy. And I mm-hmm. think if you allow Duke to then turn around, potentially win a game like that, the storylines are way worse than what they became. All right. I, I, I promise I'm not trying to get you in trouble. If Mike Krzyzewski was the coach of Duke, I mean, that goes is the call saying. the same? I, 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 look, I don't think this puts me in a bad spot. I think okay. when you have a legendary coach on the sideline, <laughs> officials are maybe uh, baited into making a, a certain type of call. Coach Sire's young in the game. It's the same as when I was a, a player as a young guy guarding a superstar. I mean, they're going to get a whistle. Some of that plays a role. I'm not going to say the officials who – I'm not even sure who the group was last night just because I'm raising a – a two week old and my mind is mush. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm sure those guys were, were, were thinking it doesn't matter if coach Bray, if coach K is there, this is the right call. And they did make the right one, a judgment call. All right. All right. Yeah. No, Jillio invokes Mike Krzyzewski. I'm thinking more about the post game uh, with Mike Krzyzewski. Oh, oh, no, that would have been fun. That we can all agree. That yeah, would have been a, a there, teaching moment. Oh, absolutely. Well. There would have been a chess pat. There would have been all, <laughs> all those sorts of things uh, for Mike Krzyzewski. And this is where we'll close. Cause I think it ties back to the beginning of this conversation with Jordan Cornette, former Notre Dame player uh, with, you know, with Mike Bray's announced retirement, right? I'm not saying the league is, you know, on its way to being boring or irrelevant or anything like that, but We've been hit, man. We've been hit the last three years sure. with big personalities going away. Roy Williams, Mike Shashevsky, now Mike Bray. Whatever you feel about Notre Dame, Mike Bray made the league better with his personality. And this yeah. is not me knocking Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett goes about it the way that he goes about it. But we're going to be left with, you know, Tony and the way he does things and curmudgeonly old Jim Beheim. I feel like the league's losing some personality here the last three years. Yeah, and, and that's that's true. I mean, look, there's not they're younger guys so that are coming in and, and guys that are learning their systems and their institutions. So you're not going to have that 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 outspoken nature. You're not going to have that bravado, for lack of a better word. But what you are getting is what fan base has been clamoring for. Look, a lot of people didn't like you know uh, Roy Williams, an absolute legend who would play two bigs and let's spread them out. Let's run a little, let's do a little bit of this. And, you know, Hubert Davis brought in some NBA ideals and that brought UNC to a a national championship game and on the heels of maybe winning one, who knows who comes into Notre Dame, but maybe it'll bring some more of that, put the ball in the basket approach, which is all the craze at the NBA level. Uh, The brand of basketball, I still think is, is trending upward. And the people are talking about a historically bad year in the ACC. Well, we did a song and dance last year. Oh, we had two teams, that we did two teams in the Final Four. I'm not going to listen to anybody yeah, do any of that because, yeah. again, we're going to have probably six, maybe seven teams get into the tournament. And I look at Virginia. I look at Miami. Not sold on Clemson yet in this regard. But mm-hmm. I feel like we have teams like Carolina. We can get back to the Final Four. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the brand of basketball, right? And these coaches that are coming in are really good coaches. Last time I checked, Steve Forbes, pretty darn good coach. Yep. Um, so the guys we're bringing in are going to keep this thing at a high level. Yeah, to your point about uh, about metrics and everything else, uh, somebody had put out the stat that uh, the ACC has not been the best team, according to Ken Palm or Bart Torvik, the last 10 years, yet the ACC is the one conference that has the most NCAA tournament wins. It's <laughs> yeah, kind, of like, funny, kind of funny how that works out. with that stuff. Like, I, I could care less. Like, you know, it's a like, historically bad year in the ACC, and I was like, piss off. Like, you know? come on. Yeah, man, it's, it's, like a, it's, like a team, it's like a team that's missing 60% of its offensive line, and, and Joe Burrow, you know, has all the awesome. day in the world to throw, throw touchdowns, man. And that's why I respond to the text, even the hello weirdo text that gets sent my way. <laughs> Who day, Jordan? That's why I do it. You guys will always bring me back. You know how to finish. All right, man. We will talk to you later. Jordan Cornette 
ESPN ACC Network. We'll talk to you later. Love you guys. Good catching up. It's the OG. Big thanks to Jordan. I'm sorry. It, okay. So it's true. When I texted Jordan yesterday, I simply hit him with a hello, period. He responded. Is that weird? Yeah, we're 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 different in in how we approach. I try to I try to warm the oven a little bit. You're just like I find it disruptive. Okay. It's a good like with Brooke. I'll I'll do that with Brooke. It's a Thursday. Well, actually now Brooke and I she, she much like you has to be She'll reminded reach what day out. it is. Yeah, yeah. With Brooke, I'll just say it's Thursday, and now it's kind of like I've turned it into. Apparently, there are gifs related to Thursday that I will send her on a Thursday. There must be gifs for every day of the week. Then. There are. There must be. Sometimes there's videos of people saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, Monday." Tuesday is my best work. Tuesday actually. is your best work, actually. Tuesday. Tuesday. Say, isn't Tuesday the one where you're very much like <laughs> I'm very Jersey? Like what? <laughs> anyway, so I, 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 it works, and I, it's true with Ryan McGee. I will send him a gif of. Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, no. Where he pops up and just goes, hello there. And Ryan immediately responds. And knows what's coming. He knows what's up. He knows the text is coming like, hey, man. So, uh, what are you doing today? Tomorrow. What you got going on today? Between 3.15 and 4.25. There are are several of our friends and guests who know what the deal is. Like our friend Michael Felder. uh, You know, we talked to him about college football. He knows what's... I don't even... I don't even mess around there's no foreplay there it's just what are you doing today he knows what the deal is 